Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. First quarter has just come to an end right now. 41-6 for the Geelong Cats over the Swans. 41-6. A um, lot of points. Can so listen? The Cats just went off. The new in-game total right now is 172 and a half. I am Gabriel Morancy, SiriusXM Channel 159. If you tune into Game Time Decisions today, that was a great. It was it was some funny stuff. I got to be honest with you, with Mick Aussie, when I asked him about the Greg Ayers Award, he goes, it's a Norm Smith medal. I said, yeah, I know there's a Norm Smith medal, but what's the Greg Ayers medal? And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I said, the Greg Ayers medal. And, and then after, he, he was like, oh, that's for the whatever. And I was like, that's what I just asked you, right? He actually did know. All right, hold on a second. I'm like, where the hell's my phone? I just look, I need the phone to bet. All right, I hate this. I need the phone to bet. I used to. I like betting on a computer, but I get blocked. I'm geo blocked on a computer, but not on the phone. You got to love the, their technology. I'm sitting next to the computer on the phone. I'm in the same spot, jackass. But yeah, my phone. Uh, the battery was running out. I want to get in on this. You got the Norm Smith medal right now. Live in game. Dangerfield five to one. Selwood five to one. Isaac Smith six to one. Remember Tom Hawkins. Tom Hawkins was 40 to 1. He's now 7 to 1. <laughs> if he wins, I didn't get in on that at 40 to 1. If he wins, I'm going to snap, man. I'm going to snap. Albert Pujols, if you're just joining us, Albert Pujols hit his uh, 699, 699 and 700th home run. Ben Verlander reports on Twitter was informed by a friend at Dodger Stadium that the guy that caught home run number 700 from Albert Pujols is intending to keep it. He was approached, offers were presented. He left the stadium with the ball. Well, this just proves that uh, Dodger fans are a lot smarter than Yankee fans are. 
What's the 700th home run ball worth? Listen, what's, what, what, what would you rather, what, what is more valuable? That's a good poll question, actually. There's been so many polls. What would you do with a ball and blah, blah, blah. And how much you, no one's ever come up with this. What would you rather have? Would you rather have Aaron Judge, 62nd home run, American League, all-time record, New York Yankee record, or Albert Pujols 700 ball? Which one is more valuable? They're both like it's, yeah, you know what this? It's it's I you know you think I think too. If I listen, if it was me, I would go with the seven hundred ball, because there's only four guys that have ever hit seven hundred home runs. But let's not discount the Yankee factor here, man. Like from talking about a possession, this is it's it's I mean it's, I'm curious how much is Pujols' seven hundred ball worth? Somebody tweeted me that they, they were going to offer $2 million for for the judge ball. I don't believe it. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustle, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Sirius XM Channel 159. I'm on your 1090 ESPN Radio. Albert Pujols has uh, gone deep twice. So he's, uh, he's, he's he joined the 700 Club. I'm, I'm firing off a poll question right now, and I'll ask you guys right now in SoCal and everywhere around America that are joining us. Shout out to Sports Map, uh, Sports Byline. Tony Finn uh, will join us in a couple of minutes. I would ask him this question, but Tony's insane, so I can't ask him any any questions besides sports because it might veer off the track. <laughs> God bless Tony Finn. Rob Vino will step up in as well. So, there, you know, there's a lot of talk the other night about uh, about um, Aaron Judge's Aaron Judge's. 60th home run ball and the college students and the friends that gave it back to him in exchange for a couple of autographed baseball tickets and a couple of bats tonight albert pulos hit 699 uh home run and then 700 tonight at dodger stadium of all places and you know i think it was almost fitting it was a dodger stadium never mind that he was on the dodgers last year but this struck me tonight, actually, when I when I watched him hit the homer 699. I didn't see 700 live, and I'm really upset I didn't. It was one of those deals. I nearly tripped over a cable, and it's just one of those days today. Uh, and I'm like, I turn around, and then I just sort of hear, oh, he just hit 700. I'm like, what? <laughs> I turn, I'm like, man, I just turn around. I'm like, look away for a minute. I change the channel, like, hit 700. But then I was like, yes, I hit him at plus 950. But if you recall, remember he was in a home run derby. And at the time when he was in a home run derby, he wasn't doing anything. He was struggling. And it was just a gratuitous invite out of respect. Let's call it out for what it is. I remember we all said it. We all bet it. I remember. I remember the odds. Pulos was like 25 to 1. He was the, the, you know, the, the longest shot. And we all said, well, Pulos is just there as a gratuity, and he doesn't have a hope in hell of winning the home run derby. And what did Pulos do? He murdered the baseball at the home run derby. So I thought it was fitting, actually, that his resurgence was that home run derby at Dodger Stadium. And now tonight, he hit 699 and 700 at Dodger Stadium. We'll talk baseball, college football, NFL on the other side. Tony Finn steps up and in. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. Sports. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Night with Gabe Marinci. Level 2, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. Oh, yeah. 41-7 right now. It'd be a good time, uh, Sydney, to start getting it together. Otherwise, you guys are going to get routed. 41-7 for the G-Long Cats. And it's sheer dominance. Like, it really is. Like, basically, Sydney are not even threatening. Like, they, they can't get the ball onto the side. Like, they can't complete any of their passes. They don't get any loose balls. They're, they're just getting outclassed. Like, completely outclassed. 41-7 right now. I've got my concerns about the 1-39 to because I'm worried that the Cats are just going to murder them. And I've also suddenly got concerns about the over because, you know, G-Long can't score 150 points by themselves here. Like, uh, Sydney, you're going to have to contribute something in this, uh, Sydney, to this conversation. Like, you know, we're doing all the work in this relationship. All right, here's another long kick coming. And I don't know, the way these guys kick on G-Long, I expect them to make this. They're not that big, G-Long, either. Huh? The guys aren't that big, but they're all just, you know, they're compact and they all kick well. And boom, there's another one. They just don't miss. <laughs> like... Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I watch a lot of this sport. Guys missing this sport even. Like, these guys, they just don't miss. Like, I was right down the middle. Bang. You know what I mean? Like, the other guy from that weird side angle. Bang. From, like, 45 yards. Bang. Right? You know? right? It's, it's unbelievable. These guys, these, these guys are the real deal. 47-7 right now. Man, why did I do the 1-39? to 39? I'm going to have to adjust and figure stuff out. Joel Selwood right now is plus 400 to be the uh, the Norm Smith medalist. Shout out to our boy Mick Ossie tuning in right now in the chat, watching the AFL with us. So I'll, I just fired off the poll question. Go to my Twitter, at SportsRage, and uh, vote so we can get some responses uh, here. I just asked people, 
uh, on Twitter. What ball would you rather have? Albert Pujols is 700 or Judge is 62nd? Judge isn't at 62 yet, but we assume he's going to get there. I'll tell you what, though. I don't think he's going to get there against the Red Sox. I don't think, you know, I don't, I literally believe that, listen, the Red Sox really do hate the Yankees for real. And I literally believe that they don't want this happening against them. <laughs> like, like, you know, like no one of those deals. Yeah, not on our watch, right? And not, not on our watch type of deal. And I don't know, like, you know, they're going to pitch around him, right? They're going to, you know, if he's going to get there eventually. And you're getting plus money when you lay it down on him. But I'm glad that the Pulos, um, I'm glad the Pulos bet is out of the way. All right, they just scored another point. So it's 48-7 right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a massacre. They're down by 41 points here. We are up to 55 points. So we're waiting on Tony Finn uh, right now. And I know Tony was very excited to be uh, to be coming on. He was retweeting the show. He 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 was retweeting, and it was funny because Matthias told me and asked me or said made a comment to me in between one of the breaks. He said, "I hope Tony Finn sounds good tonight." And I said, "No, we haven't had a problem with Tony Finn uh, in a while." And now Tony Finn's missing. Uh, we might need <laughs> some somebody get LVPD on the line. Hello, Tony Finn is missing. How long has he been missing, sir? Why well, he's supposed to be on eight minutes ago. I don't know. We'll we'll get to the bottom of the next uh, the next break. We'll also we'll get into some college football here. I'll just sort of blast through all the games. We absolutely murdered it last week. I put a lot of work into it last week. I really did. And you know, there's times you put a lot of work into it, and it doesn't matter. Right, it is what it is. What's going to happen is going to happen on the field. But I put a lot of work into it last week, and it felt good collegiately to do it. I stayed up all night Friday night. I went over every single game. Am I missing something? No. Yes. No. Am I forcing it? All right. No. Pass. Don't. You know. So I, you know, I look at this week, and I haven't put the same amount of work in. I've looked at you know, I've been more NFL. I'm going to jump in tonight here with college football. Like Baylor Iowa State is an interesting game uh, to me. The total is 45 and a half in this game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored here. I don't like betting unders. We always talk about this. And in fact, I hate betting on unders in college football, especially a low number like this at 45 and a half. But this game's going to be a slugfest. An absolute slugfest. There's a lot. I almost like everything tomorrow, which is kind of crazy, but you can't bet everything. So let's just blast through it. All right. Baylor and Iowa State. Do you really trust Iowa State laying two and a half points in this game? This they're, they're both extreme. Baylor's better than Iowa State are, but the Cyclones are good at home. I don't see how there's points put up on the board in this game. I think it's going to be a slugfest, low-scoring football game. Let's go under the number with Baylor and Iowa State. Missouri and Auburn. Auburn are terrible. And they, they've got serious quarterback problems right now. I so want to take Missouri, but I understand Missouri are not very good. So, you know what? This is one of these games where it's like, yeah, we can't bet them all. Let's just sort of pass on it. It is what it is. Let's move on. Duke getting seven and a half against Kansas. This is going to be a great college basketball game. This is going to be great. Coach Krzyzewski, Bill South, all this blue chip talent. Oh, wait, what? Say what? How is college game day not at this game? You know, I get it. You know, last week they went to uh, to, to Boone to, uh, to to the App State Troy game and they ended up getting a Hail Mary out of it. 
I think they they can't spend too much time like they want to get back to the you know to the, the heavyweight territory. So they're going to Tennessee with the Tennessee Florida game. But it, Duke in Kansas, it has a pretty cool niche to it. Just, you know, you got two college basketball powers playing against each other in college football. Meanwhile, the Kansas Jayhawks are three and freaking oh. And to put it in context, if you don't know, the Kansas Jayhawk win total coming into the year, guys, was two and a half. So imagine, their win total was two and a half. That's how lightly. Remember, we told you we, we, we took the over here. We liked the over. We were on record on that. But um, they, 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 people thought so lightly of the Jayhawks that their win total was two and a half for the season. They're already at three. And, oh, yeah, they've beaten the Houston Cougars and the West Virginia Mountaineers along the way. Now they're seven and a half point favorites, though. And people say, well, can you trust Kansas now that they're favorites? I kind of think you can. I kind of think they're going to mess Duke up, to be honest. I like the over 63.5 in this game. It was higher. It's come down. I'll be betting the over of this game. But I actually do think Kansas will cover the number. Maryland and Michigan. Hail to the victor, Wolverine. We look forward to this game. Noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Michigan Wolverines laying 17. The Michigan Wolverines have scored 50 or more points in their first three games for their first time in school history, and Michigan have been playing football a hell of a long time. Michigan absolutely blasted Maryland last year, and I think they're better this year. They're all, We know their offense. Michigan's offense is like elite now, I'm telling you. Don't sleep. The Michigan Wolverines are the real deal. They're on a collision course to play Ohio State, and they're probably going to be undefeated. Phil Steele told us before the year started, and, you know, don't don't doubt Phil Steele. Even I was like, wow, really? He goes, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan are 11-0 going into that Ohio State game. And here we are right now. They beat the Terps 59-18 last year. And it's funny because people say, oh, Michigan's uh, non-conference schedule wasn't very good. Yeah, whatever, man. Michigan also held back against these teams. They're going to dial it up now. Maryland are in a lot of trouble tomorrow. I'm going to lay the, the lay the points in the first half with, with Michigan. We'll recap our picks after. But lay the points in the first half with the Wolverines and lay the points in the game uh, with the Wolverines. Clemson-Wake Forest. Clemson have won 13 games in a row in this series by a combined score of 527 to 167. That's an average margin of victory of 27.7 points per game. You know what's interesting? Clemson has scored at least 28 points in 13 straight games against Wake Forest. The total is 55 and a half here. Far too light. Clemson's offense is kind of pedestrian, but they'll jaywalk against Wake Forest. This game goes over the number. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Don't tell me. You're gambling again, aren't you? Oh, you weak, weak man. Put another one on the board. Put another one on the board. All right, the ball the ball just went in the stands. Do you get to keep it in Australia? I don't even know. Looks like you do. So there's a dude, like some dude in a, you know, some trendy guy in like tight, tight pants and, uh, and a blazer got the ball. He's all stoked. You know, one guy tried to come up and take it to them. No, they really are. It is security. Whoa, you see that? He just kicked it. He kicked it over his head. I was wondering about that. I was saying, what's going on here? So the ball, like, sort of like an extra point, the ball went into the stands, okay? And I just spoke hell out. I'm like, do you get to keep the ball? No. You evidently don't. It's like the NFL, which I think is a pile of crap. You don't get to keep the ball in the MLS either, right, Gabe? I remember I tried to get a ball one time and I got yelled at by security when I was like 16 years old at a Galaxy game. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that ball back, kid. Yeah, yeah, no, (laughs) but come on. You played soccer. You know you can't keep it to soccer. You got to throw it back. Oh, I I didn't go to that many MLS games. I thought that's a souvenir. I made a great catch in the stands and everything. Keeper! (laughs) And you were surprised. Hey, you you thought you got to keep it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tried to put it on my shirt and everything. (laughs) <laughs> I caught an extra point at a football game, and it turned into a near riot, bro. Like, it was just sort of what happened to this guy. That's why it caught my eye what just happened. So, let me, I'll tell my story the same. So, this guy, so I just asked. So, guys, it's like the Super Bowl. Like, look at the stadium. It's like 100,000 people here and stuff. So, the ball, like, flew into the stands. Buddy caught it. And people, other fans were sort of joking with the guy, like, trying to take it from him. Oh, you got it. And everyone's sort of drinking beer laughing. But I didn't realize. I was like, oh, that's security. There was a guy that kind of tried to take it from him. And the guy in the blazer kind of said, yo, bro, back off, man. And he had the ball. And he went back to his seat with the ball. And he took a picture with his buddy. He told his buddy right away, take a picture of me. And he gave him his phone. And he had the ball. And then the security guy followed him up the steps. And the guy in the blazer turned around and said, you want the ball? And then he kicked it at the guy. <laughs> He kicked it over the guy's head, <laughs> back onto the field. But like, it did like you know, it wasn't like enough to get kicked out. But it was a great. I got respect for the guy in the blazer now. It was a good f you. Like he turned around. He goes, "Oh, you want the ball?" And he booted it. <laughs> it's too good. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, no, yeah, but this, I swear the guy's what just happened. Yeah, he turned around. But Matisse, he didn't like punt it hard. Like the security guy was like four or five steps below him. So he sort of like saw, like Aki sacked it towards the guy, but like kind of hard, Matthias. Oh, right over the security guy's head. <laughs> like, like he drilled it kind of bang. <laughs> and like, 
<laughs> the security guy sort of looked at him and gave him a look and then just sort of chased the ball after. And, man, you're in Australia, bro. These guys are all nuts, Matthias, right? So, like, <laughs> yeah, that guy's not just giving you the ball back. He's going to kick it at your head. If you, you want the ball? <laughs> he was like, you want the ball? <laughs> he kicked it. I don't know how many of you guys caught that watching. That was, uh, yeah, you're G. Martinez in the Bay Area. You saw it on Martinez. Hey, it's like you want the ball. You see how, though, he kind of lined it at the guy's head. Like, he didn't kick it high in the air or anything. He kind of hit, like, this line drive, like, right over the security guard's head with the ball. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, he came really close to, like, hitting the guy in the face with the ball. Like, that was good. Like, I, I, I love fan scenes and stuff like that. But it happened to me at a CFL game. I was at a Montreal BC Lion playoff game, and they kicked the ball. They they kicked the ball into the end zone, whatever. And there was like this twelve-year-old kid, like a couple of rows in front of me, and he caught the ball and he got to keep it. And I was surprised. I was like, man, you should come and get the ball. But the thing is, I should note they never played in the stadium before. Long story short, you two Montreal Wets played in the Olympic Stadium in Montreal, where the Expos played. But the band you two were playing that night. And you two were bigger than any CFL game was, so they kicked the Alouettes out of their own stadium. And it was a playoff game, so they couldn't move the date. So Montreal had to play at a college stadium in Montreal instead of Olympic Stadium. So they'd never been there before. And they were letting people keep the balls as the balls were going into the stands, because I don't know, it just is what it was. So this kid got a ball in front of me, and I don't really care. I wasn't like, oh, I got to get a ball. But I was younger, so I was more gung-ho about it. <laughs> and I told somebody there, I said, I promise you, I will get a ball. I knew Matthias, right? I was like, oh, they're letting you keep it? So I was determined then, and I moved my seat even. I knew. I was like, man, every one of the extra points is going right there, right? So I kind of knew, and I just sort of casually walked and <laughs> slid over down the aisle. And literally, Matthias, I called it like to a T. Like like a manager call like placing a player, like it literally came right to me. <laughs> like so, and it was just like a nice soft extra point. Duck. Like I caught it in the air. Duck. Like no problem. Poof. I haul it in. Everybody starts cheering me. I'm high fiving everybody. And the kid in front of me goes, oh, you got your own ball, all right, hey. And I'm like, yeah, kid, let's go, man. And I'm high-fiving him and stuff. And I got the ball in my hammer, this, and then I get the tap on the shoulder. <laughs> They're like, we need the ball back. You got to give the ball back. I said, I'm not giving the ball back. I said, you, you didn't take the ball from the kid right in front of me. I said, I saw it. You didn't take the ball on the other end of the end zone. I said, this is like whatever. I said, why? I said, and then they told me, okay, listen, they said, you have a choice. You can keep the football, but you have to leave. We're kicking you out then. They said, we can't take the ball from you forcefully, but we can ask you to leave. So I said, fine, I'll leave. <laughs> so I got up, and I started walking up the stairs. And then, dude, like six security guards started following Matthias. And then I got to the top of the stairs, and I had the ball, and I'm, I, I, now I'm guarding it with two arms. And they're like, um, they're like you need to give us the ball. And I said, no, you just told me that I could leave. Or they said, you kick me out or I keep the ball. I said, I choose keep the ball. And then I put it in my, my shirt like a pregnant lady, Matthias. You know what I mean? Like, I put it in my belly. I put it under my jacket. And I was wearing a winter. It was outdoors. I had a winter jacket. I put it like underneath my jacket. I was like, yeah, well, you're not getting it. And I put it in my jacket. And I started walking toward the exit. Then they grabbed me. Right? Like So then they grabbed me. And... Then, like, so they go, listen, 
let's everybody calm down. One of the guys like, everybody calm down here. Because I was, I was starting to get pretty upset, as you can imagine, Matthias. You know me. Imagine, like, I wasn't silent about the situation, right? So I was like, you know what, F you and F you. And I was, like, getting into it with everybody. And I was, I was like, you're not getting the ball back. And I told him, I'll leave. I said, over my dead body, I'm giving you this ball back. I said, after all this, I, now you're really upset me. I'm not giving you the ball. So I got the ball. One, one of the security guys sort of talked it all down and said, listen, the team wants to talk to you. So <laughs> they brought me back down. I went back down. I, went, I was on the field at this point. And they gave me like a little mini football, Matthias, and a, and a, and a pennant, like a flag of the team. And they told me, listen, we need the ball. We're out of footballs. So that was that's what it got to. They said, we never planned on this. And they said, we've gone through like 18 of them. And we have like three left. And we're scared we're going to run out of the balls. That's why we need the ball back. They said, we're going to give you this. So I, I gave them the ball. I said, all right, whatever. I said, okay, at least you told me why. I said, yeah, I don't want to cancel the game or anything. I got money on it. right? So I gave them the ball back. Uh, but... I flippantly threw the flag on the field. <laughs> I said, here's your ball, but F your flag. So I took the flag and I threw and I threw the mini ball. And then the stadium all started booing me because they saw me throwing the home team flag down on the field, right? So I was in the whole stadium. And after all that, I laughed in disgust. I should note that there was a sports bar like two, two blocks away and there was NFL games going on. So I was like, ah, I'm out of here. Yeah, there's my football ball story. Yeah, so that's way better than mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, took you, the ball and gave it back because I chickened out. Yeah, well, you were a kid. The they came and it's okay, yeah. sir. Here's the ball back. I don't blame you. You're this a kid. pretty yeah. legit, man. They even grabbed you and everything. I, I would have kind of got pissed Bro. Off if they grabbed me. No, I left out the part. They tried to punch it out of my arm once and stuff when I had it. Like, one of the security guards tried to, like, punch it. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, what's going on here? Right? I sort of had, like, like I was like, I said, you what, you guys going to beat me up over a football because they surrounded me and stuff? I said, you can't beat me up over the ball. And I told him, I said, you gave me the option to either keep the ball or leave. I choose to leave. I said, I choose to leave. I want the ball. Right? It was a nice ball. I was like, I want the ball. And then I realized I wasn't getting the ball. Like, I was going to get punched in the face at some point. So then when I threw the flag, though, everyone started booing me. And then I left. <laughs> I remember walking Man, into, I remember walking into the sports the bar. After the game. I'll give you the ball back, but I want it back after the game. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember, I remember I walked in, I walked into the sports bar and everyone knew me and stuff. And I walk in, I'm like, and they're like, man, weren't you at the game? I said, they're like, you're here a little early. I thought you went to the CFL game today. I said, yeah, I did, but there was an incident. <laughs> I said, there was an effing incident. And then somebody in the bar goes, he goes, were you the one that threw a flag on the field? Because he goes, people were talking about some dude threw, threw a flag on the field. <laughs> I said, yeah, 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 that was me, but I didn't, you know, I said, it wasn't about like, the, I said, no, nah, man, I, was, I said, it wasn't anything against the team, I said, I'm a, I like the Aloha, I'm an Aloha fan, I said, it was nothing against the team, I said, I told him a story about the, about the ball in the bar, the bar was howling, laughing, like, man, they were howling, I'll never forget that, so that's why, that's why I just sort of randomly popped in my head when I saw this security guard come after the guy and the guy kicked the ball at the guy's head. Hey, you want the ball? That's what I should have did. You want the effing ball? Now in hindsight, I'm, I regret I didn't punt it onto the field. That's what I should have done. Like just full out punted it. Here's your ball. Boom. And just punted it. 
and stormed out of the stadium. I know Montreal security guards, they would have beat me to a pulp if I did that. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Derek, uh, this indoor soccer is a new sport. Could you tell us something about it? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's soccer played indoors, like in a hockey ring. Sort of soccer hockey. <laughs> Boy, that's an interesting combination. But what are the rules? I don't know, really. <laughs> I don't care. I see. How does your team look? Uh, mostly Venezuelan. Great. Where's my football? This is Fortridge. I am Gabe Ramsey. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people who bust them, and everybody in between. I've caught soccer balls a couple of times in games, too. But come on, Matthias, even I know you got to throw the slap. Like, even I didn't keep the soccer ball. Like, I didn't argue that one. <laughs> like, you see it all the time. In a soccer game, and the ball goes to stand, you throw it back to the ball boy, and the ball boy throws it back to the player, right? It's one of those, you don't. You should get I, I to keep to the ball, one, though. Gabe. I tried you to should. pull a quick one. I wanted it. I, I wanted to pull. I didn't think anybody saw me, so I was like, I'm putting it under my shirt, tried to get away with it. Took about two seconds, if that. Get it back to me. You know, hey, listen. I was embarrassed. <laughs> I think FIFA can afford more balls, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, these guys make like $22 gazillion a year, man. I think they can afford I understand. This was the MLS. Yeah, well, super did, back then. No, no, no. Yeah. That, is, that is true, actually. Let's defend the MLS a little bit on this, right? They go, go through a lot of balls. But I'm, being, I'm dead serious about this, though, with the NFL. Come on. Does it, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous that you need to give an NFL football back. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Let, let's let's look up. How much money does the NFL make? I don't even know. I usually I know everything. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I sort of you know, know like the it's like eleven billion. Actually keep the ball. 
that would be a major perk to even wanting to go to the game. If you, even if you don't like to play soccer or like to watch it, if you go to the game, it's like, hey, you know what? I might come home with a ball that somebody kicked. Yes. Like when you go to a baseball game, you know what I mean? You might catch a baseball. That's the reason you want to go. It's like, hey, I might catch a ball. I want to go to the game. All right. So listen, I said 11 billion. I said uh, I said 11 billion. It was 11 billion, but uh, last year their revenue and this year has expanded. 17.19 billion dollars a year. Dear God. That's the NFL's revenue. 17.9 the number's so high I can't even say. 17.19 billion dollars a year. That's their revenue this year. I think they can afford if some giant jackass fan in the end zone keeps the ball. You know what I'm saying? I know what they, oh, well, they only have a certain amount of balls. Well, bring more balls to the stadium. <laughs> like, like, seriously, how many balls a game go into the crowd? Okay, let's say there's, you know, four touchdowns on a high-end, high-scoring game. There's four touchdowns each. You already have the net, too, which the net you know, think about that too. Think of their cheapness about that. Think of their cheapness. That's like a gazillionaire worried about like putting a net because they don't want the pennies falling through the crack to the commoners. You're making seventeen billion dollars a year. Do you really care if a a football that costs you twenty two dollars or twelve dollars or whatever? Well, it'll up over the years, sir. Like, like, seriously, like Matias just said, like, let people have that memory of, man, I was great at the Cowboy game. I caught the ball and I got, you know what I mean? Sort of like baseball. Imagine if baseball came into the stand and said, we need the ball back. I'm surprised Rob Manford hasn't done that yet. And, uh, to me, it's pathetic. The Arena Football League used to let you keep the ball. And that was one of their selling points. And fans liked it. It's crazy. It's just a football, but it's cool. But you remember in the Arena League, in the Arena League heyday before the NFL owners came in and screwed it up, was uh, the Arena League used to be a great league. I love the Arena League. I used to bet thousands of dollars on Arena games. Teddy Covers did too. Me and Teddy were big Arena bettors. I, I'm dead serious. I used to put two, $3,000 on Philadelphia Soul games, New York Dragon games, Arizona, the, the Rattlers, San Jose Sabercats. I can rattle off teams. I'm not even looking at anything up. Boom, boom, boom. Orlando Predators, Tampa Bay Storm, New York Dragons, Dallas Desperados, San Jose Sabercats, Arizona Rattlers. Am I missing anybody? You know, and, and I'm talking about the heyday. Orlando Predators and the Tampa Bay Storm. The war on I, I-4 was a great, uh, a great uh, battle. Um, so, yeah, what happened, the Arena League was great. It used to come on, like, right after the Super Bowl. It was on NBC. It was on NBC. So it was right after, right after the Super Bowl went on, and it would start running ads. Hey, football's not done. Next week, the Arena League starts. And then, boom, then NBC had uh, had two games of the week every week. Sometimes it'd have one, but sometimes it'd have two. But it used to cover it pretty well. The NBC, NBC was good with it. And um, it was really good. It was really cool. We were betting on it. The football was good. There was, like, continuity with the players and the teams, and there were storylines. It was really good. It was really cool. And a couple of the teams were owned by the NFL owners, but not all of them. Like Jerry Jones on the Dallas Desperados. Our boy King Gonjo would remember, a regular listener here and then uh, from Dallas. Remember the Dallas Desperados. 
right? And they had uh, Joe Avizano, the special teams coach of the Cowboys. He got the white hair, the gung-ho special teams coach. And it was really cool. They had Dallas Cowboy players that played on the arena team to develop them. Like younger players. It's a brilliant idea, right? And and they were called Dallas Desperados. So Jerry Jones on the team. Stephen Jones ran it, actually. But, you know, I, mean, I almost think it was like a present to his kid or something. Here, I got you an arena team. But what happened was it was too successful. It was doing great. It was cruising along. And Bon Jovi bought in. And Bon Jovi and Ron Jaworski on the Philadelphia Soul. I wasn't planning on giving the history of the Arena League, but I just, you know, I, just, I think it's fitting. So Ron Jaworski, the quarterback of the Eagles, uh, ESPN, and then uh, where is Jaws anyways? I, he was good on TV. And then uh, and Bon Jovi on the Philadelphia Soul. And the soul, they put a lot of money into it, and they signed good players and stuff. Dan Graziani, former uh, Falcon quarterback. And they were good. They won a championship, and they were good. And then what happened was they made the big-ass mistake. They let all these NFL owners come in. Because the NFL owners finally said, you know what? They got something going on here for real. And look at Jerry. Jerry Jones is doing it, and Jerry's always ahead of the curve. And the next thing you knew... All the city teams were owned by the NFL team, basically. And then basically, you know, after two years, the NFL owners lost interest in it and moved on and left the teams in the dust. And then the commissioner was an idiot. And the league now is basically back into, I don't know, in Iowa or something, like Arena 2, whatever. Like, they bastardized it. It was a great league. We used to win money on it. I don't know who this band is, but there's some girl with tattoos, like, shredding on the drums right now. What's their halftime show in Australia? Should be ACDC, right? What are the best bands? ACD. What's the best band from Australia? ACDC, In Excess. Olivia Newton-John passed away, unfortunately, recently. So did uh, the singer of In Excess. There's another band from Australia, a rock band. They're a complete ACDC ripoff. What are they? You remember that rock band? No one's going to know what I'm talking about. As soon as I saw their name, but they're so generic, they're easy to forget. So, it's a rout right now. This game is a little anticlimactic. I knew this game wasn't going to be as good as last week's was. Because last week was just awesome. Made, does Sydney have a comeback in them? I don't think they do. I, I don't think they have the same amount of heart as the Magpies did last week. It's 62-26 to 26 at the half. So we're sort of on pace for the total, but I've got my concerns here. We've got over 164 and a half. It's 173 and a half right now. My concern is that Sydney can't do anything and are getting killed and are overwhelmed by the moment. And number two, my other concern is G-Long know this and are going to catch on. And once there's like 10 minutes left in this game, man, the cats are going to go into cruise mode. It's like any other sport, and it's really annoying in the AFL, too, when teams start to kill time, because all they got to do is so much space. All they got to do is just start passing it around and not go anywhere, and the, the clock just... So, like, basically, like, G-Long know right now. Okay, let's come out in the second half here, punch them in the mouth again, absolutely make this like a 60-70 point game, and it's over. And then let's just coast, and we're going to be champions. That's my concern. Like for 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 the total here, we need Sydney to show some guts and some some heart. Is Mick Aussie here right now? What's guts and heart in Australian? Same language, but you guys got different words for it. Yeah, Midnight Oil. 
How can we sleep when our beds are burning? Jet, that's the name. See, none of you guys in the chat help me. You never do. But that's why I'm the host and you're in the chat. <laughs> the band Jet. That's the one, Jet. They're Australian. They're like a big ACDC ripoff. Who's, what's that? I would ask you guys. You guys won't know either. I'm going to have to randomly remember this. And I even worked on these guys' tour. I was a roadie on this band's tour. And I don't remember their name right now. That's why I got to write this book before I forget everything. What the hell? What, what's the name? Johnny, uh, Johnny Kicknuts is here. I was just about to give Johnny Kicknuts credit and say Johnny Kicknuts is a smart guy. He works at the NFL Network and stuff. Smart guy. But then he just said that Super Tramp is Australian. So, no. No. that Wrong, Dubsy. <laughs> They're British. They're British, man. Um, You're not talking about men at work in Australia, are you? Men, men at work? Yeah. I just said the kid band. The kid band. Men at work were not a kid band. But good call, Matthias, with Men at Work. Do you know the, Do you know the, the their hit song, Men at Work? Of course. I've been living who, in a world down under. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty, no, I was going to say, who can it be now? I was going to go with who can it be now. Who can Alex it be Volkanov now? Alex Volkanovsky's walkout song. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right, huh? Yeah, so is that why you know it? Is that why you know How do you know Men at oh, Work? No, is that I, how I, you I know this because of USC? First, I heard that song for the first time in that as a kid in the movie Kangaroo Jack, and it's always stuck to me. <laughs> what, I come from a land down under, or who can I? Yeah. Who can it be now? Men at Work. Who can it be now? They're a good band. Like, who is this band? Who is this girl on the drums, anyways? Let me turn this up for a second. Hey Gabe, you know what? You know she looks like she's banging. They played downtown Vegas when we were there for Labor Day weekend. They performed. <laughs> Did they really? Are, are you kidding? Yeah, me? Oh, what on night. Fremont for free? Oh God, really? Yeah. Saturday night. <laughs> I, I was Saturday right night. there. I was at Circa on Saturday night. I was on Fremont. I got to be honest. Hey, I was yeah. pretty hammered, Matthias. I did call you a couple of times. I wanted to hook up with you, but I knew you were lit. And I was like, man, this guy's hammered with his buddies. I'm really hammered. I got a problem. My knee is bleeding. <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I can't go to the Flamingo. But I called you a couple of times. I was like, I was at <laughs> my knees, Jack. <laughs> I was limping, bro. <laughs> I was limping. All right, who the hell is this band? Who's the it's weird because they got some band on here. They got a band, and I don't know, they look good, whatever. I can't tell what they're playing. But then they keep going to some, like, punk rock girl on drums who goes crazy and then goes, yeah, to the crowd. And then they go back to, like, this sort of, like, Peter Gabriel stuff. Silver chair. Thank you, Kyle Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Silver chair. There, I, I remember I worked their tour. I was like, man, I'm working for 13-year-old kids. My life sucks. I was like, these kids are bigger than I am, and uh, I'm an adult, and they're 12. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Boy Matthias seemed to enjoy me saying that I was working for 12-year-old kids. <laughs> it's true. I, I swear to God, that's what I remembered about what Australia. I'm like, oh, those kids, what were their, what were their name? It was like the grunge era. They were like a Nirvana sort of wannabe kid. And it was like, you know, it was like uh, Stone Temple Pilots Nirvana type stuff. Except they were literally like 12, 14. Like they were kids, kids. They were kids. They were nice kids. Like, their father was the tour manager. Like, they weren't out of control or anything. Like, they they, they were, because they, they, they put a record out, and it was pretty good. Like, for, for that type of music, it sounded good and stuff. It was like, whoa, you're only 13 or 14. It's the singer, I think they were brothers. I think it was like two brothers and another dude type thing. But I remember the father was on tour, and he told us, I remember I was eating dinner with him, and he said, I didn't want my kids to be doing this, like, he goes, they're way too young, like way too young to be on tour with Soundgarden. Like <laughs> we told me, I remember. Like, it's like, he goes, you know, he goes, he's twelve years old, he's fourteen years old. Like he goes, it's too much. He goes, they're stars. It's gone to their head. I remember him telling me about like he goes, it's gone to their head big time, and they're only fourteen and like whatever. And I remember sitting there thinking, dear God, I moved to Hollywood, lived on the streets of Hollywood, played in a metal band, like had been through hell and back been hit over the head with a skateboard by crazy punk rockers and I've been in brawls <laughs> and I'm working for 12 year old kids but it was briefly it was actually a great gig I had it was really cool it was, I have good memories of it like when I look back on that basically I was in a band called Homicide still am we're going to be doing a new record we're working on new material right now it's really cool too um, but I was in a band but we got like a production gig like from a production company that did all the big concerts so, like, my roommate, like, so basically, like, my, I, I had a job. My job, like, a lot of the times was to sit backstage with rock bands. I've told the story. Like, I've seen the Spice Girl naked. I was sitting there, and a girl in the Spice Girls just starts taking off her clothes in front of me and changed. She didn't hit on me, unfortunately, though. <laughs> I did see her naked. <laughs> Bring it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 